welcome to the First Issue Club podcast. We're your weekly reading club that guides you through the muddy and murky waters of the comic book landscape by discussing First Issue comics and what's going on with the most buzzworthy titles of the week. Today, we've got books starring DC, Headline and Chicas, Nubia and the Amazons, and Catwoman, Lonely City, two much-anticipated releases I'm Mike D. I've got Greg and Budget King with me today on the show. Hello. Hello. Well, let's get right down to news hit. My first news hit I want to get into, Why the Last Man Leaving Hulu. No, I did not After know After one this. season. No, I didn't know that either. Like, yeah. Like, like it's it not getting up. re-upped? The or? showrunners came out and said that they did not get picked up by Hulu, so they're shopping it around to other platforms. Huh. And uh, as a big fan of Why the Last Man, the comic book and uh, the TV show, I'm bigger. it's a huge bummer. I'm a you big... bigger? How are you bigger? <laughs> I have Why the Last Man tattooed on my back. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. The show was great, and that is weird. Yeah. I think it really suffered from like the just the prolonged hype of will it, won't it get made, and you know, when it finally showed up, it wasn't spectacular. It was good, and you know, that doesn't cut it anymore in the streaming landscape. You know, it, it just shows that the fan service to the indie image heads is not a moneymaker, which is bad news for this show. Sure. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Nail on the head. I, part so. of me wonders, too, if just dystopian future stuff, if we've just kind of had it for a minute. Yeah, what a time to come out with also, a dystopian like, TV putting, show. Also, putting a monkey in your show was kind of like, you can't do it better than Friends did it. I've heard that complaint before. Friends like set the bar so high for including monkeys in TV shows. <laughs> Marcel, R.I.P. So he's got to be dead, right? I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know how long monkeys live. I assume the same he, as dogs. Marcel wasn't on the Friends reunion. If he was still alive, he definitely. <laughs> well, I'm sure there. his price tag was astronomical. <laughs> All right, you go with your news hit now. Did you see that the Superman uh, issue number five is going to be delayed? Of uh, Son of Kalal. Kalal, yeah. Makes sense. Is it because of a paper shortage? Or no. how many people pre ordered it? It's because the colorist said some disparaging words. Jesus and Christ. Comics get YouTube video. Wow. And was basically saying, I'm gonna be off this at the end. And DC was like, No, mm, you're off it now. We're gonna go ahead and cut our losses. Wow. And so they're gonna recolor it. That's bold. Yeah. That's a badass thing that they did though. <laughs> yeah. Just like, oh, we won't even give you the time of day. See ya. You're fired. Yep. Hell yeah. So, have you seen the covers for five? It's cool. Oh, there's yes. like three different covers. Yeah. yeah I yeah. bought them they're, all. They're going to do, oh, if you, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. The card stack variant one is my favorite one. It was sold out when I tried to get it. Is that the one where they're actually kissing? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. They're kissing. Um, yeah. For those who haven't seen it, it's, it's just um, the love interest of Kal-El. Or son of Kal-El. John <laughs> Sorry. <Kent>. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Kent. So, okay. You go. That was my news. Did you know? That next year, 2022, this is, I know, a little jumping the gun here. I like this one. I, you blew me away when you said this earlier. This is a different one. Oh, this is different of the image uh, our Lord will, year. Image will be 30 years old next year, oh. 2022. Wait, they seem older than that. They do, don't they? They don't age well. But <laughs> they're planning a bunch of new shit that's coming out. Saga's coming back in yeah, 2022. Awesome. They're redoing with the original Which, creators. Did you, did you see the... Um, volume edition saga that they released no it's beautiful are you gonna buy it you've bought every other one <laughs> no i'm not going to actually okay. i should uh... yeah this is like a collected compendium yeah in one book mm-hmm. 
hardbound because no. there's already a collected softbound book. It, yeah, it's hardbound. Yeah, they also did this with something is killing the children too, and that one looks beautiful. Oh, that, is that the one that's like super hard to find right yeah, now? People it, are like flexing online with it. Um, sorry, that's Boom, and I don't know why I said Image did that. Yeah, but Boom did that, and it is really hard to find. They're not going to reprint it. Correct, they're not yeah. reprinting that as a specific edition. Which, if you're the type of person that collects trades, <laughs> and how, you, yeah, how rich are you? You think that they're like valuable? Also, it's like a we- like nobody cares. Nobody's going to buy the resale value on that is going to be what you paid for it. Not right? More. No, it's like yeah. if you collected like semi trucks. <laughs> it's like that's your like car of choice. <laughs> Such a great take. <laughs> It's like, yeah, it's a pretty cool Lamborghini, but have you seen this fucking Peterbilt? <laughs> it technically costs as much, the same as yours. Oh, I'm really fucking impressed. But it's useless and beefy. <laughs> and I got nowhere to put it. I could haul a lot of shit. <laughs> All your lawn furniture, you wouldn't even have to rent a truck. I could put the truck that you rent inside my truck. Hell yeah, that's how boss I am. <laughs> anyway, next year, Mar- Image has a bunch of stuff planned for their 30th birthday. Uh, the original creators for Witchblade... And Darkness are coming back to do an ongoing. Whoa. So that's pretty fucking rad. Two of the bigger headlining books that yeah. Image had. They're coming out with this like awesome hardbound book called The Image Timeline, which goes through the history of like Image and all the titles it's released and like kind of how Image became Image. And they're also re-releasing all of their old Wild, Wetworks, Wildcats, Wildcats oh. like Profit, all that shit is getting like a small re-release next year in 2022. Hey, oh, I wonder if they'll do new covers and stuff. You'd hope so. Well, new covers and new stories. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were just saying like reprints. No, sorry. I, I misspoke. Yeah, like a whole new stories. Okay, cool. I, I'm, I, I assume... Like Savage Dragon's going to get a re-up? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, no. Why would it need a re-up? It just, it's it's going. just going. keep going. Yeah, I meant like a reboot. Sorry. No, they're not going to reboot, but like the old titles that have ended that like started Image are getting like... I imagine they're short runs. But if they take off, I can see these like continuing on in like shorter bursts and That's stuff. That's crazy. I, one of my like semi news hits is that if you went to your comic book store today, you probably had a small variety of comic books to pick. There was shortages like left and right. Everybody. Yeah, I kept getting emails from the different shops I go to that you know they are experiencing delays with shipping and product. Which is one thing that was crazy to me is Comicsology tries to match that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you were able to get Spawn Gunslinger, which yeah, um, I heard was not coming through. I saw oh, Image's site kept flip flopping on what week that was coming out. So it was supposed to come out this week, and then they ran into some issues and pushed most of their books to next week. Still got it. I don't know. Maybe my shop owner was supposed to hold it for a week or something, but he got like all ten or whatever covers that there were. So ten covers, something like that. Yeah, there was a lot of covers. Who's writing that book? It Todd Todd himself. The and Todd s- father? And someone else. Alice Cott. Oh, oh, I love him. Very cool. I didn't realize that. That's awesome. Yeah. I he, love that just fucking 20-gallon hat that Gunslinger Spawn wears. <laughs> like, I, I dare you. <laughs> I dare you to shoot me in my big old hat. <laughs> I got my sandwich up there. They did another thing where Todd McFarlane signed a... Ratio cover that's like one in two hundred and fifty. Sure. Any any comic to me that like is basically retailing for over five hundred dollars should just de facto come graded. The idea of buying a raw comic so that's they've, like brand new and signed for I think over five hundred dollars right? is like bonkers. I know that like there was a Jim Lee one where they, they, they did just, send it. They went just like just sent. straight up going to be graded. Yep, and authenticated already. Because I think it was like a sketch sign cover. Because then you have a higher chance of 
Have you guys ever seen a ten in the wild? In the wild? No, but I haven't no. been hunting in a while. <laughs> you have a higher chance of it getting a ten, I guess. No, uh, well, I'm just saying I don't want to like buy this at my local comic shop or be a local comic shop that receives mm-hmm. a like 8.0 book <laughs> that was supposed to be worth over 500 bucks. Right. Yeah. How do they ensure that's that ins- that one's like? That's insane to spend on a modern comic that's not like completely mint. Well, since like Todd is signing these, I'm sure that like they put him in a special sleeve. Because like it, it's not just like straight off the publishing line like a regular comic. They should right? dump it, in, it out of dump it in Mod Podge like a, a vat of Mod Podge. Oh so yeah, it just totally. Sealed. Yeah, <laughs> spray it down with some <laughs> glossy uh, spray paint. Uh, what's your other news? Oh, my other news: Valiant is celebrating in 2022. I'm 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 prepping us for 2022 because apparently some. Big things are on the horizon for indie publishers. For indie publishers, Valiant is celebrating ten years of publishing comics once again. Okay, so this is crazy to me because you can like mm-hmm. iconically. I have like looked at like Harbingers from the eighties. Yeah, which is older than ten years. Well, actually, is so they their first comic was released in ninety one. Okay, sorry from the nineties. I'm sorry, my bad. I mean, it's it's the same damn yeah. thing. So yeah, this, I was a kid they, in they started in the '90s, and then were bought by Acclaim, which is a video game franchise, which is why you have Turok. Then Acclaim went bankrupt and sold <laughs> their rights to most of the Valiant characters to this group called Valiant Entertainment, which is like this. They just happened to be named the same thing. Well, it's like it was a group of entrepreneurs that formed Valiant Entertainment because they wanted to bring back Valiant. Got it. Books. Yeah. And so from. 2005 to 2012, all they did was release like hardbound books of like collections of Valiant comics. And then in 2012, they started releasing new comic books under the Valiant uh, comic book umbrella. And so now they're celebrating 10 years of that. And the reason I want to bring this up is they're, they're advertising it as the year of Valiant. And I just want a fucking W for these guys. Like it seems like every five years, every couple of years, they're just like, Valiant's redoing everything, but this is what's going to put us on the top of the pie. They're like, we can't outdo Faith. Faith will never do better than Faith. And then it's just like, it it goes good for like a couple months, and then everyone just forgets about it. I really want this just a fucking slap for them. So that's why I want to prep everyone. We're going to do special Valiant previews for everyone. We're going to take 30 minutes out of every episode. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, cover wow. the new Valiant book. Okay. No, we not. could just go back and redo, uh, what was that great Shadow Man book we read where they uh, had a rap duo? Oh, Ray Schremer. Oh, yeah, Ray Schremer. <laughs> no flex. Zone. Shadow Man's been rebooted a couple times since we started the podcast. It I has. Like. Yeah. yeah. Cullen Bunn's actually writing the current iteration right now. Yeah. Divinity. It's the best Valiant book I feel like I've read in the past. Was that Matt Kent who wrote Five that? or six years. Yeah. It yeah. was. And then they're bringing Punk Mambo back, back into the Shadow Man. Uh, book so I don't know they have a big mountain to climb and I hope they reach the tippy tippy top with it and are successful and we'll be there the entire time <laughs> when every book releases hiring a Sherpa to climb that yeah, mountain with them to tell you how they're doing climbing the mountain so those are all my news hits when we didn't overlap which was crazy the only other news that I was going to say which is just odd have you seen this thing Misfit City from Boombox yeah I've like, heard of it so Boombox is a teen book it got picked up by hbo max which i feel like is a big deal 
And so these comic books are going for like 40, 60 bucks for like a teen book. Like Boombox, I don't, besides Lumberjanes, don't know of like a comic book that has like gotten like a pretty big deal like that. And also it's rare for a boom book that would be getting a big deal that I'm like not that familiar with. I think Misfit City came out at a weird time when other stuff was coming out too that we like probably didn't focus on it. Did we did we miss it recently? No, it wasn't recent. It was like at least four or five years or four years ago. 2017, yeah. So before this podcast started, but barely. Just missed just missed us. Just missed us. So anyway, Misfit City HBO Max. HBO doesn't miss, so that's why that made the news hit. Wow. Let's talk about one of our comics. Mm-hmm. You want to get into Nubia and the Amazons first? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about it then. Okay. This is by Vita Ayala. Mm-hmm. And Stephanie Phillips. Stephanie, no, not Williams. Stephanie Phillips. Sorry. William, right. Williams, right? Yeah. Is it Stephanie Williams? It is Stephanie Williams. Yeah, okay. Yeah. A duo of lady writers. Stephanie Phillips is writing Harley Quinn yes. right now. Yeah. A handful of Stephanies at the DC offices always getting CC'd <laughs> on the wrong email chains. Sorry, wrong Stephanie. <laughs> wrong, wrong Steph. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, two and, writers. Uh, Vita did a lot of things, but uh, Ironheart maybe might be. Oh, and X Men. She's like a big part of the X Men team right now. Yeah, writing a, a couple or has written a few different uh, X books over the past couple years. So big fan of hers as well. But this book follows Nubia, who has been around for a while, is now queen of the Amazons. I don't know that we necessarily want to get back into the back history of who Nubia is. So one thing about Nubia, though, is that I don't think that I think and correct me if I'm wrong. I think she's been mostly elseworlded like for um, Infinite Frontier and things like that. And this is bringing her into non elseworld. Am I wrong about that? Okay, so elseworld in the new iteration of DC doesn't exist like it used to. Yes, exactly. Sorry. So Elseworld used to mean pre-2020 that it was in like in a parallel world where- Non-canon. Where it was non-canonical. Now, thanks to the events of death metal, it's like its own planet that exists in the universe because everything got pulled in together. So uh, it gets murky, but she existed in another realm. Now like they're pulling her into a quote-unquote mainline uh, continuity. By giving her a six-part miniseries. Mm-hmm. And having her being queen of the uh, Amazonians. Yeah. So. Was she the Wonder Woman from the Future State books? She was. The DC like Future State stuff that they were like all cramming into these like new storylines moving forward, it, it's been a tricky transition for me because it's hard to like completely remember and wrap my head around where things got left off. Either way, if you take this book at face value, they give you like a little bit of a quick backstory on Nubia came up out of this well wherein yes. living know, soul well or something like that. Yeah, souls of women who died from violence um, yeah. are kind of reborn on the mascara mm-hmm. if they've got like the true heart of a warrior and they're able to like right. propel themselves to the top of the well. Right. Nubia was the last person to come out of the well until recently the well kind of reopened mm-hmm. and like five women came out at once. And that's kind of where the story lies on how right. Nubia is going to handle her, you know, sisters and Amazons, but also sisters in the fact that 
they they're they're living the same exact experience mm-hmm. as she does. The more interesting and unique thing is that one of these women appears to have like a whole other gear of badassness that could end up being a bigger character or you know maybe they're setting us up to kill that character or something just to prove how badass a bad guy is but right <laughs> we we definitely got teased that the one character is kind of like a chosen one level like a harry potter of badass that's gonna amazonians yeah that's gonna hopefully ward off this like coming doom that uh, is on the horizon yeah they, they allude to this thing called the doom door which they have to have like a a guardian at it at all times right making sure that the evil that it's trapped behind the Doom's door doesn't escape. Yep. Uh, surprise, surprise, at the end of this episode, something has come out of the Doom door. Uh, yep. It turned them to stone, so maybe some kind of Medusa character, some kind of Gorgon. So I I think that the task at hand to like make this book work for DC mm-hmm. was a large task. And to me, that's the only thing that worked against this book, was it just as like, Actually, like the the panel introducing Nubia and her world, which you get like five pages in, was amazing. And it's like the four pages up to that, I was like, what is going on here? Mm -hmm. I don't think it could have been written better, to be honest. You have to weave so many things together to be like, here's how we are. Here's who this character is. Here's why you care now. And I feel like it's going to like, it almost, we've said this before, it felt a little bit like a zero Mm -hmm. book. And then it was like, one would start you in the action. Here we have a lot of setup of where we are. It was almost like there was like supposed to be some kind of baked in love and fan service for people that liked the character of Nubia. And she's so relatively new that seemed almost like force fed into the storyline of just like, I don't like this character still new. I don't have any reverence for this. So like, I didn't I didn't realize this, but she her first appearance is actually in 1973 in just regular Wonder Woman. But then, so still pretty new, <laughs> comparative to Wonder Woman, sure. or, or, or compare, you know, comparative to how old Image or Valiant is. Yeah, which is a thirty. <laughs> so, uh, but you're right. Her other books were just were either Infinite Frontier or um, the that newest series the that just get Future State stuff. Future State. It came out recently that she had a teen book, but I like yes. So in theory, she's getting a lot of love and attention recently. Although she has been around. So maybe she was a celebrated character at cons and stuff before our glory in the sun, as it may be with this podcast. And we just aren't aware of that fandom. That could be very true. But um, I'm not completely sold on it. The love, the, the love for this character. I, mean. I, I thought the book held its own. And I think the new characters they kind of introduced are intriguing enough that mm-hmm. it sparked my interest. I appreciated how much action there was not in this. Like it's. It was doing a lot of just setup of the world. Mm-hmm. So it was not a bad book, but it's like it's mostly fan service to the character or doing this kind of like prologue before just so we can be like, who is Nubia and why is she working here? Yeah. The comic book is doing a lot of setup in that way. So it is what it is. Like it's not a bad book. If you are if you want those things, then it's gonna be it's it's gonna be great. And I think that I don't know if you've read the solicitations for this, but they're already calling like memorable Nubia series, like are going to be like iconic Nubia series. It's supposed to be a predecessor to a larger event, like it leads us into something. So that could be the reason. There might be some catalyst from this that's like a memorable. This is on a lot of people's like get this book list. Yeah, um, hmm. and I'm not exactly sure why that is. 
Well, I can guess from maybe the creative team that was on there. I mean, it's a pretty exciting book to read in that aspect, but I don't know. Like Mike D said, maybe it's just going like yeah. Yeah, lead into a, a much larger event that is going to uh, make these characters more relevant in today's comic book landscape. Yeah, I, yeah it's definitely the first appearances. It should be noted ten that... ten copies of it, just in God, case. yeah. <laughs> Not the variant covers, just the A covers. Those <laughs> sell better, folks. But make sure you get the Superman Son of Kal-El number four, because uh, Jay is revealed to have powers, so... That's the one. That's the DC book to have this week. Oh, what's his power? <laughs> Wooing Superman. Woo. Uh, yeah. So let's get to the Catwoman book. The reason we're all here. Yes. The uh, this book is called Catwoman. Lonely City. Lonely City. By Cliff Chang. Cliff Chang. I love this book. This book is a strong contender for book of the year for me. Is how much I love it. Whoa, book, book of, of the, the year. year. Holy shit. La, la. I, I literally would put it currently in my top five. I was blown away start to finish Yeah, with it. Now, if you aren't familiar with Cliff, he is the artist of Paper Girls. Yeah, And a lot of the coloring looks the same. So Cliff is both doing the writing and the artwork here. Mm-hmm. And the artwork is obviously stunning as it is in Paper Girls. But the story is just is so good. I never thought I honestly Catwoman is a character I did not give two flying shits about. And I just like really, really, really dug this story. So we get a 50 year old Catwoman who's been in jail for 10 years Mm -hmm. after being involved in Batman's death, which is is this a future state event that that happened in? No, Uh -uh. completely different thing. Okay, there's there's some parallel ideas to it. But yeah, it's a different thing. Okay. I just and we love... know that because it's on Black Label. Oh, so that's, okay. That's the only way we know that it doesn't tie into regular Got it. DC Okay, stuff. which is also why it's cut different. It's square. It's, and there's cussing. Thick. There's cussing. It's thick. No nudity. No excessive violence, which is what you would think a Black, like, black Label would give you. But nope. again. Only, only they can say <laughs> fuck three times before getting the X rating. But the aging Catwoman, who's 50 is drawn so well and she's trying to like relive her glory not relive her glory days but essentially get her groove back and she has back spasms she has knee problems and it's like just the story in general is just i I haven't seen it really no i agree i mean this book is probably my top 10 for books of the year like i was really excited about it because of what i know about cliff and his work and what he's done like you i didn't really appreciate Catwoman as much in some stuff. I knew she was just around and kind of had her own deal. But this book kind of like really focuses on like other stuff than being a cat burglar. And it focuses on stuff that we've talked about on this podcast about like aging up and aging out superheroes, like uh, taking Batman's money and actually putting it towards programs and the police and making the city a safer place that, that was way. a great thing and it was interesting to me that like batman leaves such a good legacy in this world partly because of that but he's still celebrated as the vigilante and hero that he was mm-hmm. but the argument is made that he could have completely bypassed all of that and fixed most of gotham's problems financially right which while he was alive. <laughs> is Yeah, a theme that's been coming up more and more recently in Batman comics. So I think that's that's interesting to have some payoff and resolution with that idea. Yeah, and I love the dynamic of Harvey Dent going back into politics and being this like kind of uh, slimy politician again and pulling the strings behind the curtain. And uh, he was the reason that Selena was released. And she doesn't know that. From jail. And then Barbara, uh, Batwoman, mm-hmm. running as a politician. 
Yeah, she's running up against Harvey in the re-election bid. I, this book, I had a little bit of expectations, and it blew them away. So, Mike, are I, you? I really liked it. It didn't blow me away so much that I was like, man, easily my top 10 list for the year. But I did love it. Yeah, I mean, I think that when a book surprises you and then also writes something that you haven't seen really well and the artwork is like iconic, for me, it's automatically a contender. And yeah. then if it does it with Inside the Big Two, because it's easy to do that if it's an image book, like fine. That's, yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's, I think what, what got me was it took a familiar character that I had a preconceived notion about and kind of like turned it on its head of what I was expecting to read. And that, um, you know, it may have been an easy softball for, you know, him to do that because it, like you said, it wasn't an image book where you have a brand new character to deal with, but I don't know. It was something unique and, you know, um, unexpected. So yeah, it was great. Made me think maybe I could do this when I was 50. Maybe I'll. Oh, I 100% could not do this when I'm 50. I can't even do this when I'm 30. You can't, you can't run around and jump in the building. Nope. I was born with bad knees. <laughs> I'm thinking about getting into Catwoman shape just in the next 13 years. You still doing CrossFit? Hell no, man. <laughs> I ain't doing that when shit. When did you stop CrossFit? Oh, like a couple years ago. Oh, well. Sim. I've been telling all my friends I know someone who's in CrossFit. You I've do, but you're just not me. I don't think I know anybody in CrossFit anymore. Okay. I think CrossFit's over. Right. It, it got canceled, I think. It did. Like the, After the toxic... Jo- after George Floyd, the uh, owner said some weird shit, and like all of them disavowed their associations. Really, mm-hmm. I did not know that. So there's a, there's a couple other ones going around and stuff. I- anyway, if there were a workout thing that was like be like Catwoman, and you could pay thirty five bucks a class, and you you ran around with a whip, <laughs> and and like leather on, you bet your ass. I think up. they have those classes, but it's not about jumping from building to building. <laughs> Well, that's not that's the class I'm signing up for. I'm, I'm signing up for the uh be fit like catwoman class. And you you would too. I would. If it got me into jumping off a building shape, yeah, mm-hmm. I would probably take it. Mm-hmm. At the learning annex. Getting shot at with a machine gun and jumping behind an air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> I like how she'd like go back to her old suit and like use her old tech that she had been away from for like ten years. It very much was just like uh, teaching a new tricks to an old dog kind of thing, or a new cat, if I may. You guys remember the uh, Batman Returns Catwoman, where it's like the milk spills and she like licks it. Oh yeah, yes, I do remember that. <laughs> Is that Nicole Kidman? Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, she's like, I think DC is just like, what the fuck were we doing? <laughs> the- <laughs> I didn't think you were gonna go that way with it, but yeah, I think now they were. Then they're just like, oh baby. Oh, this is going to get butts baby. in seats. Yeah. <laughs> that it did. And then uh, Halle Berry had to go ahead and just shake up the franchise. Yeah. You know what? I'm not spilling this Boulevard beer that we're drinking. Ooh. We always put this the wrong part of the show. Because it should go at the top. We talk about the bullies, the bullies. You think it should go at the top? I think so. Just right at the start of the gate. Boulevard beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just continue on. <laughs> When you have like a like a handbag that is really nice, you you mm-hmm. don't you don't like be like don't put look, it inside of another bag. Yeah, you don't be like <laughs> don't don't look at this. You you bought it so that other people can be like, ooh, is that Kate Spade? 
I always put my Kate Spade in my Walmart bag, is that so and no er- one knows. Erme? Is that Christian Dior? You know a lot about handbags. <laughs> you a handbag man? I, mean, I I've dabbled. Um, so yeah, Boulevard beer. Well, you are drink. What beer are you drinking? We are drinking a special Boulevard beer, and that special beer is called Space Camper IPA. <laughs> Send me to the moon to get more Space Camper for me. You started out with a Space Camper, then you went to this next beer, which is beautiful artwork. Oh, it's a, yeah. It's a tall boy. Quebec IPA. Oh, yes. It is like Nordic inspired. There you go. I think it's Swedes. Swedes IPA. Man, I'm glad. All their beers are good. Yeah. Specifically, Space Camper. People loving those all across the country. It's out of this world, man. Space pun. Bye. First Issue Club is brought to you by Boulevard Brewing Company via Space Camper Cosmic IPA. Our music is courtesy of the fine folks at Primary Color Music. You can find, friend, and follow us on social media at First Issue Club or firstissueclub.com. You can support First Issue Club by joining us on our Patreon for additional content at patreon.com slash firstissueclub.